a great curse has plagued our league. Great man known as Fitzy has come has been cursed by the fantasy football gods. So today we're going to try and break that curse. A token of Jerry Judy, age and what we believe is the origin of the curse, Aaron Rodgers. A token of him to the gods so they know the enemy and can smite him for us. The poor man Fitzy, we've got a vial of his tears. We offer that to the gods to know the pain that this curse has caused. So now we will burn these in ceremony while doing the ancient Ontrobog chant. Hunter Renfro Hunter Renfro Hunter Renfro of curses a week of monkeys off the back and uh a week of i don't want to talk about it welcome to the ocho bowl podcast uh, week four is now in the books i'm steve mann i'm joined as always by the commish andrew how are you mate yeah pretty good good to be with a group of two and twos here <laughs> and of course joined by mr nintendo himself how are you kenny <laughs> how are you man how are you andrew yeah i saw we were uh what are we eight nine and ten on the the Ocho ladder at the minute. We need to uh, lift our game. We do. It's um, it's it's not great to be throwing rocks in glass houses. And eighth, ninth, and tenth in the ladder is about as glass house as you can get, I reckon. But we'll um, we'll stand by our stand by our very very strong opinions. Although I will tell the listeners that before we jumped on, given the events of recent weeks and the back and forth around Keeney and his teams and shade he's been throwing and some shade he's been receiving um as the top scorer for the week we did offer him the ability to just kick off the show with a bit of a response and he just very calmly said no don't need it i think there's a there's an analogy about uh a quote from a famous nfl player that when you get to the end zone act like you're going to be there again i reckon there's a bit about well, that from King, you know? and and also act like you've been here before like fuck <laughs> out. i don't get excited <laughs> by 150s boys that you know, it's another day in the office Come on. It's certainly another day in the office when, you, when you're backing up from a Nintendo 64 the week before. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah, right, well, uh, I, I had to act like that hasn't happened before last week. <laughs> <laughs> but it probably has. Now, we'll, um, we're going we're gonna to do our best to keep this 20 minutes today. So we're going to have to race through because we have quite a bit of content to get through. Um, first and foremost... There's a bit of a curse that's been a topic of discussion in recent weeks, and um, we've seen an inexplicably great video emerge on YouTube this afternoon. Kamish, what were you thinking? Just thinking we've got to get rid of this curse. One, I don't want Jerry Judy to get injured. Two, I put my reputation on the line trying to get Fitzy into the playoffs this year, and it's not going well. So, I mean, you've got to call on whatever dark spirits you can to... (laughs) Here, we need all the help we can get for Fitzy. 
I am uh, very interested in the fact that we've been in lockdown for six months. We're not allowed to leave our house and you're using summoning spirits to help get fit to your fantasy win. It's a very interesting <laughs> set of priorities you've got. Oh, and can I just add to that? Did you, did you have to do it this week, Andrew? Could you just hold held back just one more week? Oh, I was saying to the boys before this pod started recording, I am next to no chance this week. The curse has been lifted. <laughs> and, of course, old puppy pup gets to play Fitzy this week. I'm, I've almost penciled in a loss. I, I believe in the curse and I believe it's been lifted. <laughs> <laughs> well, we... I'd say 11 or 12 sets of eyes very, very firmly glued on that game. Um, as they were in Fitzy's game this week where, tell you what, it would have been great if he got the job done against Woodsy. I reckon we would have been very up and about in the podcast today. But it's it's interesting, actually, you chose this week. It probably was a good week to lift the curse because he's he's forced to not play any Green Bay players because they're on by. <laughs> so it's absolutely genius from you. There's no Green Bay Packer that can absolutely ruin this curse. It's... Fully lifted. Well, let's... Uh, just uh, on that game, um, as much as we give stick, or as much stick as we give Woodsy for his running backs, they scored exactly seven points, which was how much he won by in the end. So Frank Gore and Jeff Wilson have got him over the line. Tell you what, when you're running back, you're scoring a total of seven points. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Um, we won't, we won't make it too much about Woodsy because um, we can't talk 8th, ninth, and 10th on the ladder, but he's sitting all right, sitting in third at the moment and healthy four of 519, which is, uh, I think it's higher than... Great defense. Great defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting oh. carried by the, the, the oh. kicker defense tight end stack. Well, no, I was more referring to his opponents that he's played. Just tin yeah. ass, Woodsy. Yeah, that's true. 444, that is. Uh, yeah. 444. <laughs> Jeez. He's, he's, it's like he's had an opponent go off with COVID and miss a week against him. That's just like he's playing me every week. <laughs> All right. Well, look, let, let, let's get stuck in. Um, we've obviously got our games from last week to get through. I've also got some very, very interesting data that was sent through to me by Havers during the week, the number crunching man himself. And I can see Kenny's face lighting up at the mention of data and stats. Um, <laughs> but through, I will, I will just give you the uh, bit of a flavor for the sort of stuff we've got here. He's gone through and calculated weekly average based on players drafted. So if no one changed, just, you know, how well we did at the draft based on average of players that they've scored um, best manager, so weekly average around how many points you're conceding by starting the wrong guys. Very, very interesting data in there. And I will say this, it's not looking great for Fitzy, which is probably <laughs> not surprise. But what anyway. Was what was the stat this week that the first five picks didn't play for his team or something like that? <laughs> yeah, but the, you'd think, one thing I would say, you would think if all of your players are injured. The one thing you would get right is starting the right guys because you're getting zeros all over your bench, but he's the worst ranked at that as well. No, sorry. Second worst ranked at that. Obviously Jared, who manages to start 50 points across two players every week on his bench is the worst, but very, very narrowly behind his Fitzy. Anyway, let's, uh, let, let, let's get into the games from last week. Um, first one. I just want to rip the bandaid off with this one. So myself, 
putting up a 92.84 against Larry's dump truck. Uh, Andrew, you would have uh, probably paid a bit of attention to this, given my entire team was playing at the same time as your Falcons guys on, on the Monday night. Um, thoughts? Um, so just Cam's team, incredibly even. Um, mm. Everyone got at least 10 points, except kicker and defense. Um, they all sort of, and I think the highest is, what, 22. So, um, and then he had City Lamb on the bench as well, at a 25. Um, and just injuries, you know, you obviously took a trading for Michael Thomas, so an injury-heavy uh, risk or risky strategy doesn't seem to be, well, it's not, didn't pay off this week. So it's, you need, might need a win or two soon just to make sure you can come home with a wet sail. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I, th- I think that um, we sort of said before we came on air, but I had a bad week and it's probably good that everything went wrong on the same week. Um, obviously, Michael Thomas pulling out. I sort of, I thought I did all right with, with getting, being able to get up, get Sanders and I got 15 out of him, but Gaskin had a down day. Hurst still isn't looking amazing. Ridley had an absolute stinker and obviously Julio was injured very early in the piece and scored pretty much nothing. Not to mention my defense kick is just not getting the job done either. So mm. not a lot to say from my perspective. Well, yeah, you mentioned you mentioned Ridley. I don't think that's going to happen again. Um, you get Michael Thomas back this week. I think the Cardinals have got the Jets this week, so that'll be another nice matchup for you. Um, and on the other side of it, Cam, as you said, really, really consistent and only one touchdown in all his skilled position players except for his QB. So he scored 142. Um you know, Watson scored 20. So that, that evenness across the board with minimal production in the TD department, he's, he's kind of up for some higher upside than that. So he's looking pretty solid. He also managed to pick the right tight end this week. Yeah, and you know, I, I jinxed myself by, by calling him out on that one, didn't I? <laughs> oh, and the other thing is it's good to, good to see that Cam listens to the pod because he started Mike Davis. Yeah, yeah. I've got to stop giving people <laughs> commenting on their teams before they play me. Um, all right, let's move on to the next one. Um, Dale, I can't. Barkley, it's not Fitzy. One fourteen just didn't get anywhere near it against yourself, Kamish, with a one forty eight point three two. Keeney, any thoughts on this one? Uh, I've always got thoughts. Um, I put down here. I thought it was a solid enough performance from old Dale, but. He got let down by his two Rams boys, old Higby and, and Henderson, who they kind of inexplicably decided not to use this week. It's hard to predict kind of who they're going to use week in, week out at the uh, at the Rams at the moment. Um, and and obviously Tucker as well, only scoring seven, the number one kicker in the game. Um, I know what he's ranked number seven, um, so that was hard to predict again. Um, but good from from Andrew's point of view, Joe Mixon, welcome. About time. Welcome to 2020. He's he's finally got on the board. Massive game, big 40-burger for him, three touchdowns. Um, and not saying he got you over the line, but when someone scores a 40-burger, it's hard to generally lose. But the rest of your squad did pretty well. Andrews bounced back. Gurley got in the end zone a couple of times. So, yeah, nice week. Uh, so, my takeaway was for Dale's team, when you Dalton Schultz looks like he's a star um, and you play Higby over him, it uh, reminds me of yeah, acting like another Schultz, Colonel Schultz, uh, by <laughs> going, I know nothing. <laughs> yeah. You get a sound grab over the top of that. 
<laughs> well, I reckon two things for mine. Number one was Renfro, just the good mojo and the good juju, maybe even starting Renfro just got you the job done. And the second one was just if Renfro is going to double Tyler Lockett's score, I don't reckon you're feeling too good about your chances this week. But <laughs> um, yeah, as you say, Joe Mixon just, you know, and went bang. And most guys, this is the upside with these, like there might be 15 of them in the league, but these kind of pretty good sort of RB1, RB2s is like every one of them is going to have a couple of those games each year. So you just, you know, you hope they come for you at the right time. So, you know, Dalvin Cook puts up 28 and you outscore the position by 14. You're feeling pretty good about yourself. All right. Hold on. I got something here. <laughs> I love it. Old Sergeant. <laughs> All right. Um, now, the next one, fantasy team against you at Haver, and I should correct myself because I, I forgot yep. when I said that you were the highest scorer of the week, Keeney, I forgot the fact that on Monday Robert night, Tony. yeah, Robert Tonyan went absolutely berserk. Um <laughs> Fantasy team 164.78. Year of the Haver, my man, bit stiff, losing with a 149.6. Um, before I throw to you guys, just my comment on this one. How good has Jared got to be feeling where he's kind of in a 50-50, young way Um So basically, Jared, during the game, he, he fell asleep during the watching the games on, on Monday morning and he woke up and I think Havers had done the old take the kickers, drop the kickers or picked up a few kickers or something on him. So there were no kickers available, but young way crews out injured. So he can take Elliot Fry has been brought in to kick. So he gets him in. So he saves on that one. And then obviously Devontae Adams pulls out on the day of the game. So he's got to replace him. And the only guy who can find a waivers is Robert Tonyan, who he chucks in the flex and he just puts up a cheeky 33 with three touchdowns. Got to be feeling pretty good about himself down at the fantasy team. Wow. I, um, I didn't realise that was how that all happened. But um, just going back to the start when you forgot to mention that he was the number one scorer, I wasn't going to stop you with the uh, year <laughs> I've I was just going to let you roll with that one, see how long that took. Um, but gee whiz, the, the Jared train just keeps rolling on. He's two and two, but check out his scores week by week. 133, 151, 140, and then 164. This bloke is on fire. And just for good measure... His bench scored another 59 this week. So he is absolutely stacked at the moment. And as you said, he'll bring back Devontae Adams back in. Um, Chris Godwin you know, as well. looking good. Godwin's going to come back in as well. Gee whiz. Clearly, I reckon has to be the favourite, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, you know, some pundits predicted this preseason. So I'm not going to argue with you at this point in time. No, that was me. I see Katie pumping his fist. I was, I was, the, I was the joke. You were come your selection was Camo to go all the way. Oh, sorry, 4 0, yeah. <laughs> a weak yeah, 4 0, Camo, you yeah, listening? Yeah. A very weak 4 0. Um, but before we, we throw to yourself, Andrew, just a quick one, a stat for you out of the, the Havers stat room. Um, weekly average of points left on the bench, so where you could have started a better player. Um, total across the year, and this was going into this week, so you just mentioned how many points Jared had on the bench in week four. Week three, he was negative 87 uh, going in, uh, which averaged out to... No, actually, he must have been... No, sorry, Havers updated this because it's it's it would make sense <laughs> before. 
that's Havers for you. He's all over it. But so 87 points he's, he's missed out on by starting the wrong players through four weeks with an average of 21.75 points a week. Jared's leaving on the bench. And I guess that's probably symptomatic of the depth of his team. He's got so many guys. And so he's, he's going to get it perfect. He's averaging 147 and he's leaving 21 on the bench. That's So he could be averaging around 170. Yep. <laughs> that is absurd. My Doing goodness. very, very well. Wow. Uh, any thoughts on this one, Andrew? Uh, yeah, so obviously Haver's a bit stiff with the third highest score for the week and uh, missing out on the win. Um, and then just on Haver's team as well, just some of these sort of mid-round draft picks, are, uh, Cooper and Singletary look to just be pretty good hits. They're both sort of probably wide receiver one and a uh, running back, borderline running back one as well. Yeah, just quickly, um, without tooting my own horn, because I hate doing that on the podcast, but uh, <laughs> it mentioned that Zach Moss was an, the next Sony Michelle, and my goodness, it could be happening because I think he was a he was a healthy scratch this week, I think, and they just rode Singletary. Um, I'm not sure there's great things coming out of Buffalo about Zach Moss at the moment, um, and Singletary, as you said, he could absolutely be the, the number one guy for the rest of the year or for, for the majority of the year going forward. Mm. All right. Moving on to our next one. Um, yourself, Kenny, the pup, 153.2, just Ben, another 106, just looking very, very ordinary down at Benville. Um, just hopefully you've uh, got his door open. You've got a bit of an eye on him, making sure he's okay, Andrew, <laughs> in the apartment there. Um How'd you feel about this one, Kenny? Uh, well, after last week, there wasn't anywhere I could go except for a bit better than 64 or whatever I scored. So, no, nah, look, I think the main the main point is here that um, George Kittle is really, really good. I mean, he's not going to have 15 catches every week and score 40, but um, he's capable of that even with two backup quarterbacks. Um, so he's obviously a massive difference for my team. Um a bit worrying the whole DJ Moore v. Robbie Anderson. And ironically, they played against each other in this matchup. But Robbie Anderson at the moment is a great pick um, for Ben because he's the one kind of getting majority of the targets. Justin Jefferson Justin Jefferson as well looked good again, second week in a row. I mean, you'd be a, a keen watcher of that, Manny. But I think the real story here, I think we can all agree, is, is goggles. And, um, <laughs> the third con- and the third consecutive... 10-point score from the goggle. And he and he sits number two in all kickers. So he's really he rejuvenated the pups. <laughs> oh, he does. I think I um, saw a stat during the week that he, as an actual player, has scored more points than the Colts' opponent in each of the first four weeks. <laughs> so he himself has beaten – he's undefeated in the NFL this year, which is a pretty, pretty handy stat for him. And as, as the, the famous saying goes, um, there's – uh, sorry, I'm going to edit that out because I can't remember it. <laughs> I, thought it was. I thought you were just going to make one up then. <laughs> no, it was, no, I'll come back to it. I can't remember what it is. But I'll tell you what, I may actually have to roster two kickers here. I know it's a sin and I, I've, I've bagged people in the past for doing it, but I'm not sure I can let this bloke go to waivers. No. <laughs> no, just just go without a kicker for a week. Sure. Simple. Just, just yeah. in, in honour of... In honour of Blake and Chip, just take, <laughs> take the zero for the buy. And then uh, oh, another yeah. Havis stat that he sent me is 
So uh, the difference between your score last week and this, uh, or the last two weeks, was the third biggest rise in Ocho Bowl history. And number one and two were teams coming off buys. Mm. So, well, I did, I did have two players that kind of didn't play last week, if you <laughs> remember that. So, yeah, that's interesting. There you go. And I've remembered my quote too. And it, it's a bit of a, a bit of a hybrid of a Simpsons quote, but it's, um, it's, you know, friendship's good. Companionship's even better, but the only ship worth sailing is the blanket ship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's the, um, the, the ship in the harbor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. It's not what ships are built for. Oh. The worst ashes ad of all time. It's not what blank and chips are built for, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Um, also, there's no chance I'm going back and editing that out because we're on yeah. a roll. And there's no, I can't didn't, be bothered going back and doing the editing. Today. We didn't want to ramble too much this week. So let's move on to the <laughs> next one. Charging through. Me talking about editing things out is, um, is as close as we're coming to editing this week. Although I should call out that my, I've got schnitz and it should be arriving any minute. So you might suddenly get some background noise. Um, all right. Let's, uh, while I go to the door, I might throw to this one. So next can game. We, can we get the schnitz delivery guy on, on the podcast? Is that <laughs> too much to ask? I think he's dropped it off because it's 9.05. Oh. That was the latest time. So I think it's probably sitting at the front door. Um, sure while I go check. Have about Robert Tonyan? Yeah. <laughs> you have an opinion about Big Robbie? <laughs> Tell me, buddy. <laughs> sail over and talk to blank talk about blankenship with us um <laughs> the next one my chubber it's 88.9 i thought my 92 was bad as just a shocker for reese and slayers and players come just four and oh very very wobbly get through with 105 though thoughts on this one so mine was yeah come with seventh total points and he's sitting at four and oh it just makes you sick sometimes. Some of the like video, uh, some people get. I know. It was a. Um, I don't think there's a heap to be said about this one, apart from the fact there's a bit of a lackluster affair this game. Um, apart from the the massive score from OBJ, who um, eventually finally um, got on the board this year, a bit like Mixon. Really, he'd been struggling all year, and then he. Um, I think he played right a couple of weeks ago, but this was his big breakout, another 40, um, which really got him the win in the end. He does get Juju back for the rest of the year. So they've basically had their bye Pittsburgh. So that's um, that's good for him. But I reckon a bit of a talking point for Camo's team at the moment is, is Kyler Murray. And he's just been, he's, he's going okay, but he's he's been pretty disappointing from an NFL point of view. Still putting up 20s in fantasy. Um but you just wonder how kind of how long that'll last. But um, you know, if, at four and zero, Camo can actually now start to be pretty aggressive in the trade table if he needs if he wants to. And I think he kind of needs to. I think he needs to make a move here. Like it's he's four and zero, but I think something needs to change for him to go all the way. Yeah, just on Kyle, I guess that's why you know as much we gave him stick for using a six rounder on him, but that's why you do because even on his bad weeks, yeah. he had what three turnovers last week or this week, he still gives you 20 because he's going to run for seven yeah. hours. That rushing floor is uh, through the roof. And, I mean, he got – I mean, let's be honest, Camo 
you got a bit lucky here. Nick Chubb goes out um, early against the Cowboys and they absolutely destroy them. Who knows what kind of day Nick Chubb could have had. Yeah, true. Um, and then just on Reese's team, uh, I just had a couple of points on just his mm. wide receiver two spots looking very iffy. Michael Gallup or um, he's got Slayton and Edelman on the bench who are all pretty hit and miss. So, um, mm. I mean, when he had a probably the best running backs in the league, you're not too worried. But now that he's coming down with a couple of injuries, like you need to be getting, I think, some decent production from there. Yeah. And, and Gallup's an interesting one because I think C.D. Lamb's kind of taken that number two position with um, with Cooper as well. So Gallup's kind of sitting there as the number three at the minute. Um, but I think he can turn it around. I think he's still a pretty good player, but it's just hard with the the amount of mouths they've got to feed. You mentioned Schultz before. They've got, they've got a few, obviously Zeke, C.D., Cooper. They've got so many. Um, but who knows, like their defense is that bad that they'll – their offense is going to be pretty relevant. So we'll see. He, but I agree, he does need a bit of uh, receiver help potentially. The only one I'll add there, um, you mentioned he was a bit stiff with Chubb. And I reckon he was doubly stiff because mm. the one guy that can go down is obviously um, Chubb because you've got Hud and Chubb. However, that inexplicably, they didn't give him a huge amount of work, which you may have talked about. I'm getting a look that you might have covered off on this already while I was picking up the schnitz. <laughs> uh, we didn't, but it's a good point. Like they, they went to Dearness Johnson, I think his name is, um, which was, he, he would have been sick watching that. Just give everything to Kareem Hunt. But I think oh. long-term though, like, gee, I, Kareem Hunt in this offense is going to be damn good. Mm. Like top five running back material. The rest well, Hunt of did go in and, with an injury, so I think that's why they didn't want yeah. to overwork him. Yeah. Well, one of Reese's running backs being injured is nothing new. Um, <laughs> all right. The, uh, the the final game of the week, and um, it was probably the most interesting in the end. I, I mean, I think the fantasy team in the year of the Haver was from a perspective, but Tonyan just did so well that it wasn't even close by the end. But um, Mr. Cleats and Potatoes Woodsy with a 108 just hanging on against a fast-finishing Fitzy with a 101. Aaron Rodgers ultimately needing to score high 30s to get the job done and 29.58. He got close but didn't quite get there. Um, I think you mentioned before, Andrew, I can't recall if it was on or off the podcast, but Woodsy, total score of seven from his running backs, which was the difference in the end. Um, total score of seven from your running backs isn't particularly what, you'd be, what you're hoping for, but he's obviously hoping to get a couple of guys back. Lev Bell looks like he's ready this week. Um, good to see Thielen doing something for a change uh, as Minnesota found a little bit of form. But what did you guys think of this one? Just Fitzy, unlucky again. Just Eckler with an injury, um, especially like when he's only got 2.4 points. Like at least if he played most of the game and got injured, it, he probably would have won. But just that early injury just kills you. Yeah, and I agree. Like sometimes you you don't have to be great at fantasy you can just be lucky and fantasy is a lot about luck i'm not i'm not having a go at anyone but like woodsy trades eckler last week and now he's injured yeah. for six weeks like it's unbelievable like amazing result for woodsy he basically banks derrick henry for nothing <laughs> which is uh stiff for, stiff for fitzy again and then he the week he plays fitzy eckler gets injured so the way that kind of works was was unbelievable um one thing i will say is i'm Somewhat surprised that 
Woodsy shopping Tyler Boyd. I don't. I'm not sure why he'd be keen to get rid of him with Beasley and Jeffrey and Tate as his backup running uh, wide receivers. But I guess he, he he wants some more cover in that running back position. But interesting. Yeah, I think the way this is going, if you can move a wide receiver for a running back, um, I think you just do it. Like it's when you look at some of the running backs that have been started, and if there's like once buyers properly start, and you, if we still have this same level of injuries, there's going to be some bad players started at running back positions, like worse than Jeff Wilson, I'll say. Worse than Big JK. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> if he if he goes off in week nine, my I might just retire. That might be it. <laughs> I might give it away after that. Well, Who's he got? You know, you... Indianapolis. Oh, that's stiff. They're pretty good defense. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, um, yeah. I don't Fitzy, think there's much more that we very, can very, Fitzy, very, very stiff. And I hate that you put the... You got rid of the curse. Fair income. <laughs> Disaster. Well, for those that didn't see it, um, given our audiences, 11 people, just look at the WhatsApp group. <laughs> don't need to direct you to a website, but just one mm. of the greatest curse lifting videos you'll ever see and real commitment from Andrew um, and real commitment from Woodsy too to to research the individual cards that were burnt as part of the sacrifice to figure out the value of them. That's a real Woodsy type play who's clearly watching every dollar and cent. So when did you get when did you get those cards? And obviously not didn't mean it didn't mean a heap to you. Jerry Judy, I thought you liked the Jerry Judy one. I'm surprised that went in the in the box. Yeah, look, to be fair, I do have another Jerry Judy one. Oh, he's, he's got the uh, double. So, well, because you, you just buy the, all the Denver cards in a box. So, you know, you get multiple of some players. Um, and then so one of them, so I, I had them for a couple of weeks. Like I just bought into breaks. And then I was going to do something on Sunday and then I was like, no, I need to make this more elaborate. And then it just went from there. I know that we're being really disciplined with time today, but I'm going to digress slightly because one thing I was really disappointed about through this is that when Woodsy pulled up that link of individual player cards that you could buy, part of my heart broke because I remember being a kid and you had to go buy packets and packets to get that last card. There was It was luck of the draw. There was none of this. I'll just go get the one I want. In fact, I remember... Late in a footy season one year, um, I had like three footy stickers that I needed to get to complete my footy sticker book. And my dad went to the service station and bought, you know how they have those boxes that sit next to the counter? Yeah. He bought the whole thing and just brought that home with like 60 packs in it. Uh, we sat there just opening packets, opening packets, got the book complete. Like that's how you complete a book, not by this eBay garbage. Yeah. You had, you had 15 Corey McKernans, but you couldn't get the, the gold Wayne Gary. This this probably shows how old I am, but John Hutton, I remember having a card of him, <laughs> the the guy with the helmet from Brisbane. That wouldn't have been too rare. No, I had like eighty copies of it. I, <laughs> I tell you what, I did like. I did like that Andrew gave off a real Undertaker vibe. The rain was coming down. The, the hood was up. It was really. I was going for yeah. like a monk vibe. Look, look. Oh, yeah. it was brilliant. The, the Just to throw a few things that particularly impressed me about the video. Number one, the fact that you made that, I don't know what it's yeah. called, but it's like a star circle, you know, seance type thing on the table. Focus, focus. Number two, that you waited till it was raining just to get a bit of a dark air to it. 
Number three, that, and I think someone said this on the group, but that the person filming, which I presume was Ben, wasn't laughing at any point in that. No, my, I said in the group, it was my other housemate. So I set it up and I drew the pentagram and put the candles down on the stars. And then I went to grab some of the other stuff. And he's gone out to have a smoke, gone out the back. And then like, as I'm coming out, just like, what is going on out here? <laughs> just the sacrifice. I liked it. And I, I also liked that you just, I'm not sure what it was you threw in there while the cards were burning, but it really got the flame going about about 10 seconds in. So no, it was, uh, it was, it was brilliant end to end attention to detail was fantastic. And, and we shouldn't, we shouldn't miss out on the fact that the, the great Hunter Renfro was, uh, <laughs> was involved heavily. As our <laughs> listeners from the show will have heard in the intro today, uh, the Hunter oh. Renfro champ will be a iconic part of Ochoball folklore <laughs> going best. into the future. All right. Oh, the other thing I was just going to say before we move completely off Woodsy and Fitzy, anyone that watched the games, poor Alan Robinson scored all his points in oh, time. I very, have, very I lucky have, there. Uh, I have Fitzy. a stat on that. So, so <laughs> what, did, what did he end up winning by? He, he won by less than seven yep. in the end, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, Alan Robinson scored 17.9 in the final drive. <laughs> and... The other point I had about that game was a real bold call from Fitzy to start the Patriots' day against Mahomes. It's, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I'm going to leave the Mahomes, the, the defense going against Mahomes for a little bit. He's good. I've just wiped Aoli on my keyboard too, just as what's going on over here. Not what do you run with? Of a multitasking. What do you go with? Did you go for the Garden of Eden or something? Or what? Go on the just the plain and simple large chips. Got an aioli dip. Just try to keep it, you know, pretty low key. Obviously, real, real meat and potatoes. The <laughs> <laughs> That's a woodsy order. <laughs> I've got the the aioli's going everywhere, as you can probably tell from those who can't see the screen, which is everybody. I've got aioli all over my fingers at the moment. All right, but we're going to keep the show rolling. So let's move on to the waiver wire. Um, now, genius tactic from Dale. He basically beat on every player. I reckon it's just him probably trying to justify the fact that he was doing this anyway, but he's bid on every player so that he can send me a screenshot of how much was bid by everyone because he was a losing bidder, therefore. So um, let's go through them and I can probably can probably jump in and give you a bit of an update if, if there's anywhere we're particularly interested. Yeah. So, uh, so we'll start with myself. Uh, so I bid... Uh, I won James White for $34 after Havers dropped him. Um, and then Camo bid 28 on him. It was the second one. Um, I then also got Justin Jackson. I bid 21 bucks on him. And uh, Woodsy bid 17 was the next closest. Uh, Keeney's uh, mm-hmm. gone after T Higgins at 19. Ogdale's uh, second at seven bucks. Um, and then you've also picked up Daniel Jones again. Uh, yep. Reese. Uh, Reese's bid five bucks on uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I don't have who bid second on him. Um, Dale bid $23 on Tim Patrick. Um, and Havers has spent 25 bucks on Dearness Johnson. And Dale uh, was second with nine bucks on him. So mm. Any ones that stick out to you, boys? The, the Justin Jackson one's interesting. It, it's... Uh... More so around kind of what the Chargers are going to do there with Eckler out. Well, I'm not against the the waiver I pick up by all means, uh, but just with with Kelly and and Jackson 
probably Jackson's are receiving back. Is that right? So yeah. Probably, so I thought yeah, that they yeah. would probably try and slot him straight into Eckler's role and see how he goes. So I mean, mm. if if he ends up being you know three quarters of Eckler, <laughs> essentially yeah. free, you know, that's a very good player. Yeah. Um, what was the uh, what was the other main big one? James White. James, James White was White. interesting to me, and I, to, to add to the partial story I told before, he was the one that Habers actually dropped to block yeah. Jared on kickers. So, um, yeah, Jared messaged me at the time and said, oh, "I'll be interested to see the bidding war on James White." I I had a crack at him as well. Obviously, not quite that much. He's just an interesting one because he's just a really safe PPR play. Yeah, he's rarely going to win you a week, though. Yeah, that's what was my thought. I was like, he's just, especially with buys and how injury, the injuries are going. You know, if I have someone there that can at least get me ten to twelve points at, like every week, then you know it also allows me. You know, if I need, because like I've been trying to trade Todd Gurley, but then I'm like, oh, I don't want to get rid of my running back depth. Whereas if you have James White. You know, you you know you've always got that player to give you those points if one of my other running backs went down. So um, that's what I was sort of looking at. Is it or he's he's a good throw in as well if you need a bit more. Like he has a bit of value to throw into a trade if you go for like a two for one or something. And um, Fitzy got Herbert, didn't he? Uh, oh yeah, there's a couple I missed, but I don't think he bid any money on him, so I didn't. Yeah, okay, just because. Uh... I have a vested interest with him playing me this week and I knew he had Aaron Rodgers. So interesting he went for, for Herbert. Um, geez, he looks good though, doesn't he? Have you guys seen much of him? Far out, he, he looks impressive. He looks pretty, He looks like a good fantasy scorer. Like he's just... He's yeah, all, he to be able to move the ball easily, yeah. Sorry, I was just going to say, a text come up a few times this week and safe to say his pants are hardly on at the minute watching uh, <laughs> old Justin. He's getting very, very excited. But Tim yeah. Patrick, yeah, that was another one. He went for a few dollars, didn't he? Yeah, he went for 23. Manny, do you have how much the other bids were for him? Yes. Um, Haver's bid 11. Seems a, um, seems, the initial reaction is that seems a fraction high, but um, each to their own. I mean, Cortland Sutton's going to be out for the year, so he's kind of taken that role. Um, as that big kind of alpha receiver next to Judy. Um, be interesting. Like, he played a pretty average Jets team last week. But, um, yeah, I think the opportunity is probably going to be there. Yeah, I, I just think he's not – like, I don't think our quarterback – even with lockback, I think there's going to lean on the run a bit. And then, I mean, I guess, like, if you get those games with without Fan and then Hamler's uh, going to miss a couple of games. So he might give a couple of good games, but I don't think – like he's one of those players you look at and you don't want to put in your lineup. Yeah, um, whereas, I tend to agree. Yeah. And Philip Lindsay's back this week as well, so um, I agree they could go back to that kind of running game, which I think they were kind of designed to to do at the start of the year, but then they've had to pivot a little bit with some injuries. But with big uh, big ripping under center, who knows? <laughs> well, uh, Lock, well, he didn't practice today, but there's talk he might be back this week. Okay. Interesting. Dale also on? put well, just before we do, Dale also put a bid in for Brady, um, just just for a bit of a laugh, which he um he didn't get because he didn't have anyone to to drop for him. <laughs> um, he did ask a question, which is probably 
you know, throws to our mailbag segment. But his question for Keeney was just, Keeney, what is your issue with good quarterbacks? <laughs> Why did you take Daniel Jones again? Can you, uh, well, I mean, it's pretty obvious, isn't it? Guys, look, look, Daniel Jones has had a pretty rough schedule to start with, um, and they played Dallas this week. So um, he's got a couple of nice matchups to come. Um, I was happy to leave Goff, but I just uh, I got a feeling he's going to put up a nice score this week, but we'll see. Plus, it's yeah. funny because I drafted him in round 12 and he gave me shit for dropping him, so <laughs> I thought I'd pick him back up. And I think as well, if you've got, like, Goff's been playing all right, but it's, I mean, if you're not uh, having the, if you're taking the late round quarterbacks and switching them, you've just got to, as soon as you can get one with a really good matchup, I think you just switch to them. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose that's the theory, but with the curse of Fitzy, probably, <laughs> I, I feel like it's going to just translate straight over to me. I've just got that weird vibe <laughs> about it. I feel like the curse won't go away. The curse doesn't leave fantasy football. It just, <laughs> Just goes on to someone else. So I've got, a, I've got other case-breaking I'm, ideas. So I'm not I, 1.5 meters from Fitzy this week. I'm pretty close <laughs> to it. Well, I'm 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 asking questions of what sort of chance were going on in Andrew's backyard when the cameras weren't rolling. He might have. <laughs> who's to say he stopped with burning a couple of cars? It might have been a picture of Woodsy or something that went into that bowl at some point in time, or a voodoo <laughs> doll sitting up I, in his bedroom. I did hear Frank Gore chant from from my place, actually. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's let's move on. Um, before we jump into the week's previews, I just wanted to share a bit of the the genius that's come out of the Haber's vault. I think we'll we'll just drop a little bit of this per week, so I won't spend too long on it today. But as I mentioned at the outset, Haber's has done a bit of a deep dive through four weeks into two key things we'll focus on today. One of them being who you drafted and total score from them. Um, so obviously this isn't confined just to players on the field. It's also the players through your bench, but not including any trades or any waiver wires that you picked up. So naturally someone who's traded more players will be a disadvantage there. Um, having said that though, it will count the players that you originally drafted. So I should probably say people that have had to trade through injuries and stuff are going to be disadvantaged there. Um, the second one is the weekly, the weekly, as we talked about earlier, points you've left on the bench so through four weeks the team purely drafted first place with an average of 183.87 per week any guess from you guys who that would be i have said it to me so i know so (laughs) keeney no it's dale oh wow yeah highest scoring drafted team which which interesting given also saquon as well Went down. Is that total? Yep. Oh, no, total's 735. So average out of weeks at 183. Um, he's obviously lost Saquon to injury, which which also makes that pretty good. But the flip side is he probably hasn't had a heap of, not that come to mind immediately anyway, other injuries. Have he's you got, got a top four, top four for a set? Top four. Dale with 183. Cam with 179. Reese with 177. Camo with 174.12. And an honourable mention of Havers at 174.09. So he's point 
across four weeks. So total, he's 0.12 behind Camo. But didn't um, didn't the subscription say he was number one? <laughs> oh, Woodsy. Hang on, let me let me just keep running through the names till we get to Woodsy. It's 50 so bucks. Got... This, is, this is why you spend 50 bucks is to draft the right team, right? Yeah, that's right. The A plus isn't isn't adding up too much. So uh, Jared was at six. I'm at seven, one sixty five. Woodsy comes in at eight, one sixty one. And then Andrew yourself is at nine. Keeney's at ten. Ben is at eleven, and bringing up the rear with an average of one twenty two, including your bench. Fitzy. To be fair, he has had a lot of guys. Like it, it, it's pretty intuitive because if you think of the guys he's had that have gone down with injury or got cut that he drafted, plus in fact he traded all his picks away. Uh, and Michael Thomas was his first pick who hasn't played. Probably, probably not a great um, yeah. stat here. Um, which probably surprises me to be honest that he's not further behind. So that Ben's only four points a week ahead of him. Not great for Ben. The other one, of course, was the weekly. How well you've coached. Um, we'll, we'll run through this one really quickly. But first place, <laughs> Woodsy. Um, he's only <laughs> lost an average of 6.18 per week. Um, as I said before with Jared, who's got massive depth and it's, you know, players scoring all over his bench. Woodsy's bench is pretty diabolical. So it's not hard for him to start the right roster. But that's still a pretty good effort. He's only dropped 24 points over the whole season. Um, wow. Second is Camo. Third is Havers with an average of 12. So minus 50. Keeney, your fourth with 53.8 left on the bench. I'm at fifth with 55.7. Ben, 59.3. Cam, 64. Dale, 71. Reese, 75. Andrew, you're at 76.4. Joel at 76.5. So this, again, across the total season, meaning your averages are um, minus 19 and minus 19.13. And then as we talked about earlier, Jared, significantly behind really. 87, he's left on the bench across the year with an average of 21 per week. Mm. Speaks a little bit about the depth, doesn't it? It certainly does. Um, I I think, yeah, I I think the weekly one is, sure, it's about matchup decisions, but as we talked about last week with your matchup decisions, sometimes they're impacted in-game by the scores. So you'll take higher risks and maybe start guys that, you know, are going to cost you some points. Um, Similarly, Depth on bench obviously equates to the opportunity, but the uh, the weekly average draft one I think is is quite a good stat because you know there's obviously what you can do in season, but pretty good indication of at least three four weeks how your starting squads being yeah. set up. Yeah. All right, well um, let's move on because we're we're doing pretty well here, and I'm also working my way through a beautiful plain and simple schnitz without too many hiccups, so feeling pretty good. Um, week five previews. Why don't we kick off with Larry's dump truck coming up get against Ben Kelsey Clinton? Any thoughts on this one? Cam's coming in at three and one. Ben obviously at zero and four. Um, yeah, <laughs> not a lot of great stuff to say about Ben at the moment. Even if you look at those projections, Cam's projected to win by a cheeky thirty at this point in time. Uh, ben um, hasn't put a tight end in his lineup yet, though. Right, yeah. So that'll that'll make a little bit of a difference. Also, Monday one twenty. Oh, okay, I've got it set to you UK time. What sort of games up? Yeah, a bit of a, a bit of a must win for for young Ben here. But I think all I see here is really nice matchups. 
um, for Cam at the moment. Like Davis against this Atlanta defense um, should put up a nice score. Again, Zeke against the Giants, similar story. Um, the Ravens D against Cincinnati's woeful line and Burrow. Um, they should sack him a few times. Burrow's been good, but their line is pretty, pretty ordinary. Um, so just a lot of things kind of going, working in his favour this week, I feel. Um, but you never know. But, yeah, he's going to need some some help, Ben, I think. Yeah, one thing that um, – so Drake is terrible as he's been. The coaches actually come out and said that they're not using him right and they're going to try and get him involved. And then, I mean, if you're going to have a bounce back, no one better do it against than the Jets. So um, yeah. maybe Ben might actually see the play that he drafted. He, he was one guy I was supposed to um, mention when we talked about his game last week, and that was just kind of how his season started, Drake, and it's probably as bad as he could pr- probably hope for, but you're right. He gets, he gets the chance now to get his season back on track with the Jets, um, Dallas, and then Seattle. So the next three weeks kind of really see kind of where he's at. If he doesn't perform in the next three weeks, it starts to get pretty worried, but I think we'll, we'll see a nice output from Drake over the next couple of weeks at least. And then um, just as well... Ben starting Robbie Anderson at the moment. Cam, a noted uh, anti-Robbie Anderson um, uh, backer, I guess is the word. So, I mean, if Robbie Robbie Anderson v Atlanta, I mean, he could put up a big week. And and if he does that and steals Ben the week, it would, as the person who picked Robbie Anderson off the waivers, it would be chef's kiss. Well, if if Anderson and DJ Moore don't absolutely go nuts this week, I'd be... Pretty disappointed. That Atlanta defense is absolutely ravaged at the moment. Um, when the big fella, Big Toy and Tonyan or whatever his bloody name is, is putting up three TDs, surely Robbie Anderson can jag a nice long one. Did you see there was a couple of plays there where literally the defense just broke down? There were like five free Green Bay players <laughs> running all on their own. <laughs> yeah. It's it's not bad to watch when you've got you know half the. Um, Atlanta offense because you're like, well, they just have to score because they're going to be conceding 30 or 40 points every week. But yeah, it's not, not a great place to be if you're an Atlanta fan. Just one other thing is, and look, we don't we don't condone gambling, but we'll encourage it. Um, Carolina, $2.12 against Atlanta. They're a better side than Atlanta. I, I cannot Doesn't work make this. A lot of sense. I cannot work this head to head out. Fill your boots, punters, get involved. <laughs> Well, I, there'll probably be a week of injury clouds around the whole Atlanta offense again after what happened last week. But yeah, kind of even more reason to go Carolina. Maybe they're just working on the fact that Julio won't play. But yeah, strange. And then the other thing I just had on Cam's team, Robert, uh, uh, Ronald Jones, not Robert Jones. He's probably one bad, another bad drop away from being benched for Fournette. And then CMC's well, a couple of weeks away. Cam, if he doesn't get some running back help, is going to be in a world of trouble. Then if you take those two out, you've got Ingram and Elliot, obviously, is a gun. But, um, yeah, especially with bye weeks coming up, he's going to need to get someone in there, I think, to uh, help him out. Well, I am very, very pleased that you said that because... One thing that we talked about on the podcast last week, um, and I, I guess I should explain the segue rather than skipping over it, my segue being that Fitzy's just got Fournette sitting there waiting in the wings. Um, last week on the podcast, we just mentioned 
historically what, you know, has people made the playoffs from 0-2, 0-3, 0-4. Of course, Statsman Ash Chua Havers just jumped straight into it. He shared a bit of number. Now, over the history of the Ocho Bowl, and he's, um, I think he's worked this. Let me just double check it. It's all been adjusted for six teams playoffs. So he's basically just taken the win-loss standings at the end of week 13. So when we did 14 playoffs, if you were fifth or sixth, you count. Um, <clears throat> there have been six teams that have been 0-4. None of them have ever made the playoffs. <laughs> there have been 13 teams at 1-3. and 7.69% of them, or one, has made the wow. playoffs. There has been, this is after week four, there has been 31 teams at 2-2. Two and two. 15 of them have made the playoffs, so 48% chance when you're 2-2. Two and two. 19 teams have been 3-1. and one. 17 of those have gone on to make the playoffs. And only four teams have ever been 3-0, and oh, which is the position Camo finds himself in, or three have gone on to make the playoffs. So looking pretty ominous. Fitzy's going to be looking to um, make history, as is Ben. Um, for There's not a lot of guys at one and three. I think it's... It's how many is that? One. Just one, yeah. So yeah, but for the guys at two and two, um, yeah, you're about, we're about a 50 50 chance, which makes sense because there's about three, six of no us at two and two. No one, no one. There, yeah. <laughs> right, there you go. So, um, yeah, for those of us at two and two, about half of us are going to get in, half of us are going to miss out. So, anyway, there's another Havers stat bomb for you. Just a bit oh, of data analytics. Very interesting. Like that. Thank it you is. for the segue. It has been very, very busy. Um, some really good spreadsheets coming out of the, the Havers camp at the moment. All right, let's move on to our next game. Um, it's the very, very optimistic, but, you know, a little bit flat, sensible haircuts. Um, two and two, bit of a shocker last week, looking to bounce back, coming up against I can't Barkley, it's not Fitzy Dale. Um, this one... Should be an interesting one. The stats we've shared tonight should tell you that Dale's looking pretty good. And um, while I'm hoping to get Michael Thomas back, I probably am going to lose Julio again. So the curse of not being able to get the three A-grade wide receivers on the park at the same time is proving an annoying one. Um, if you don't mind holding a bit of a seance on that one for us, Andrew, that'd be great. Uh, but yeah, what do you guys think? Just on Michael Thomas. So they've got the buy next week. So... Do you want him to play this week where he could be aggravated or would you prefer him to take another week off, have two weeks off and then be more confident that he's going to be fully fit when he comes back off the bye? No, I want him to play this week. I went, when I dropped, when I made the trade, I sort of looked at the bye and thought, okay, am I prepared for a worst-case scenario where he doesn't play until week seven because – they just he stays out to the buy, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm probably okay with that. It's not ideal, but I'll tell you, I'm happy with that risk. So yeah, I'll take any games I can get out of him." And let's be honest, like if you go one and one without him, that's a that's a win, isn't it? Um, I mean, ideally, you'd have Julio there as well, but um, albeit last week was, I think, a bit of an exception. Julio out actually helps Ridley, so. Um, yeah, in a weird way. It's not great that he's out, but um, you should get a boost from Ridley, obviously, from zero <laughs> um, this week. Um, but I think Thomas will play. Um, he practiced last week. 
um, was close apparently to playing, but just didn't get up. So um, against a pretty good Chargers defense, I think you'll play. Interesting for me is that Dale's kind of at the minute got Henderson still plugged away there and with Malcolm Brown kind of back in the fold, Cam Akers could be playing this week. Um, that Russian roulette of the Rams running backs, geez, that's alliteration. Um, you just, it's hard to kind of work out when to play these kind of guys. Um, and if he doesn't play, oh, sorry, his other options at running back are, are Coleman, who's on IR, and Brian Hill. So a little bit light in that department. Um, and probably in the wide receiver department as well. So it's an interesting matchup. It's a big game, isn't it? Really, two and two, as you said, 50% make it. I'd like to see the numbers on two and three, actually, so to get a real good look at if you do lose this, what <laughs> the stakes of losing it. It sounds like a guy who's worried the curse is about to end his own matchup. <laughs> um, the other interesting one for me on Dale's team, he's st- he said he picked him up for a laugh, but he's still carrying two kickers. Yeah, I don't and know then, what. Um, yeah. Also, Jonathan Taylor, is it? Have, did we all overrate him? Is he like, he's all right, but he hasn't really blown anyone away as of yet, including like he played the Jets, played, he did all right against uh, Minnesota, but um, yeah, he hasn't really shown the superstar potential as of yet. Yeah, I'd agree with that. He's been a little touch underwhelming. Um, as someone who owns him in a different league, uh, yeah, he, he, I, th- I was expecting really big things behind that line. And look, he's he's only played five games and he, he'll be a good player, but um, probably hasn't had the same impact that Clyde Edwards had at the moment, has he? Um, yeah. No, fair to say. I mean, <clears throat> it's a different offense, though, completely. Hmm. But and, and I guess, you know, it, situations can change. Like they're winning at the moment. Maybe he's, you know, they play a little bit different. And they stop trying to kill clock when they get behind and, you know, more opportunities. Who knows? Um, moving on to the next one. It's on paper. This is, this would be, you'd think a high scoring one, although it's kind of been messed up a bit by all the injuries of the last couple of weeks, but you've got the fantasy team, Jared coming up against Reese, my Chubberts. Um, obviously Reese will be going in. If my understanding is correct, he'll definitely be missing McCaffrey. He'll be missing Chubb who's now on IR. Newton will still be under COVID protocols, so he won't be able to play. So three of his absolute biggest not lining up, tough positions come back from. And he did pick up uh, Teddy off the off waves this week. So um, I think that's a nice um, replacement for this week against Atlanta. Um, yeah, you're right though. Geez, he's missing a few when you go down the when you go down the list, and then you look at. Jared's team just sitting David Montgomery on the bench just because he can. You know, he'd be the he'd be the number one running back for most teams at the minute. Um, Damien Harris looks like he's going to get a nice role in New England. Um, Godwin just sitting on the bench. Devontae Adams just sitting on the bench. That's fine. We'll just have those four blokes just sitting there. Um, and he's probably still projected to, to almost win it. So he does need to get a new kicker, though, which is devastating. There's not yeah, many good ones left. We know, yeah, we know that uh, Jared really values kickers so much so that he just took a nap during the games without picking one up yet. Um, this one's so got... I checked his uh, the matchup for this game and he still had a kicker on his roster. I was like, what's Jared doing? <laughs> yeah, obviously, he bid, on, he bid on someone and tried to drop the kicker and didn't win the bid, is my guess. Well, he might really like Elliot Fry and 
it might just be one of those weeks where you just you just don't want to let him, you know, get into that into that pool of free agent players. You just want to hold on to these good players when you can have that opportunity. I'm yeah, facing right. the same. As, as, as we come into summer, I can say from experience, there's nothing better than an old-fashioned fry-up on a blanket ship <laughs> out of the water. Bangers and mash, spuds, woodsy would be there. Goggles be on. <laughs> That's right. You need to go for a swim, you're in the kit. All right. <laughs> Moving on to Woodsy and the cleats and potatoes coming up against yourself, Kamish. Um, so Woodsy... Ooh. This one's projected to be a little higher scoring than the last one, but so Woodsy um, looks like he's getting Lev Bell back. He's just had an absolute downhill skiing run with the way the injuries have fallen post the Derrick Henry trade. His um, tight end and kicker stack that he so strategically put together preseason just looks to be continuing to go strong and 49ers D just doing the job as always. Um what do we think, Kamish? How are you feeling about this one? Uh, not too bad. Uh, you know, I have pretty much a full lineup for the first time, I think. So, uh, Shark and uh, AJ Brown might be back, but then might not even be able to get him in my lineup. But um, question I got for you too is: um, so Mixon obviously finally showed up uh, again, but then this week he's at Baltimore. Do you put Joe Mixon on the bench against Baltimore, or do you trust that he's going to? Stick is he what he showed last week closer to what he's going to be? Yeah, that's that's a tough one. They could be down a fair bit for the majority of that game as well. That is a tough. Even Sanders against Pittsburgh is not ideal either. Not that you wouldn't start him, but um, one thing in working in your favour actually is that we know old Cleats and Potatoes starting QB number one in the league, oh Wilson, but you do have Tyler Lockett, so does cancel out a bit of that. I do like playing against the QB when you've got their receiver. It's always a bit of fun. Yeah, hopefully it's one of the weeks where he just hits him up about 10 times, gives him another two yeah. or three touchdowns. missing last week, so I think he'll be back this week. Yeah. That's a spicy yeah. matchup too. Their secondary, as you would know, Manny, is... <laughs> well, how would, you, how would you describe mini secondary at the minute? Oh, we're terrible. We've um, <clears throat> yeah, it's it, as bad. As, I can't hold defense. We can't stop anything. We can't stop the run. Can't. Yeah, the only, the only good thing, I guess, is from a fantasy perspective, it's going to be a pretty good year to own Dalvin Cook, and I think Jefferson and Thielen are starting to, you know, find their feet. Well, this week a little bit. Thielen's obviously had a big thirty-five in week one, so I reckon they'll both be reasonably good rest of the year. No, looking looking forward to this one. It's a nice night. Good one. And speaking of looking forward, I don't think we're looking. There's any game we're looking forward to more than this one. The big, the battle of Pup and Judge Judy. Um, Nintendo sixty four, who's scraped his way to two and two on the back of goggles um, and his uh, blankenship, and Fitzy, who's just Mister, you know, zero and four, Mister four point four. He's, to be honest, based on averages in a sixteen game season. He would be due for a win now, or a point four yeah. of a win. But um, yeah, doubt we're going to get it. Although I don't know if there's any, if there's ever a team he could knock off, it's probably yours. Although you're just feeling a lot better with kind of Kittle back and Lindsay sort of emerging from injury potentially, Blankenship hitting his straps. <laughs> yeah, uh, as you know, it's been a tough month. Um, 
for the pups. I mean, I was at quite um, quite three or four points away from being 0-4. Um, not sure how that makes any sense, but here we are at 2-2. <laughs> two and two and uh, I'm very, I can tell you, this is no word of a lie, I am very nervous about this week for multiple reasons. I, as, I, as I said to you offline, it's an absolute lose-lose job, this. Like, I've got, I don't just have the curse going in. I've got 11 league members just praying. In like, there's a massive force. Woodsy would have felt it last week, and everyone feels it every week. That's just the way it goes. But I'm, I'm that's how it. I feel every week. I really reckon as long as I've been in this league, everyone wants me to lose every single week. So, <laughs> welcome to my world. But I will say that he's this, this you know, this, this whole garbage around he's due. He's not due. He's. <laughs> He's, um, as the stats we went through earlier showed, he's he's zero and four for a reason. But I don't know. Just I reckon. I reckon. Uh, to be honest, I'm pretty comfortable. You'll get the W, but I'll be cheering on Fitzy. That's for sure. Is this, it's got it's got Denver pick six. I mean, the Pats pick six like twice written all over it, doesn't it? Like against Rippin, like Belichick v Rippin. I'm like, uh, <laughs> it's those little things. He's got, you know, Myers against the Minneapolis, which is as his kicker against the worst, you know, uh, defense for kickers. Like there's little stuff that would potentially, he'll put up 25 or something. Yeah. Um, no, good luck to him. Good luck to him. Uh, well, the pressure's starting to make you do some uncanny like decisions. Two defenses on the roster is. Mind-boggling. Yeah, it's it's not on. Um, I've given myself a, a, some sort of fine um, at home. Um, but I will say that I have to hold on the Chargers. they got the Jets next week, so I can't get rid of them. I just can't. So I'm just going to hold them for one more week. And by week seven, I'll get rid of get rid of one. It's not on. It's not on, I agree. You get a wobbly when, you, when you're not following your own cardinal rules. It shows that you're... You get I was almost 0 and 4. I'm under the pump. <laughs> you, bid, you bid 92 fab dollars in another league I saw today <laughs> on, a, on a running back. I lost a lot. It's a meltdown. It, on a run, I know this is the wrong league to be talking about. This is the wrong podcast, but you bid 92 bucks on a running back who's clearly third, and the guy who's <laughs> number one is. is <laughs> Not injured for that long, and the guy's number two is still playing. Uh, yeah, I've lost the plot. It's I can't <laughs> really um, defend that. <laughs> well, can you tell? Into... Yeah, it is a deep league. I'll say that. I, I, I had a crack in too because in that league, there's not many guys who are even remotely half decent. Um, and he could end up at another team. He's young. Oh, this is a bit upside, but 92. Jeez. <laughs> The rest of our league don't really care about dynasty league. <laughs> yeah, you're up, you're up, you're up. All right, and I haven't even mentioned the player's name either. Uh, we're of course talking about Johnson from um, from the Browns. All right, so any- Ernest, I had to get him. Yeah, Ernest <laughs> is a good name. Anything with D before it, and then an old white man's name is a great combination. Ernest <laughs> Smith would have been the next next best. <laughs> All right. right, and then the last game uh, coming into round us out for week five is the undefeated Camo four and zero against Year of the Haver. Probably an unlucky two and two. It's fair to say with Haver could very easily have a much better record than that. Um, I'll throw to you guys, but 
my big call out for this one's Havers just killed by injuries. Obviously, he's huge amount of Green Bay. Um, Golladay is also benched this week due to the bye, and he's starting Kirk Cousins as his quarterback, which, oof. Yeah, that's fine against Seattle. Yeah, I think it's Seattle more... weren't so bad this week, though. A little bit better. I don't know if they were, but they definitely wasn't as high scoring. Yeah, but Camo just getting another break just gets, uh, you know, th- uh, two good players, two of his probably two best players, Jones and Golladay, just on buys. Just another break for Camo. Unbelievable, Camo. Seriously. <laughs> he well, does man. have Dionis sitting on the bench, though. Uh, does Havers, uh, you know, $92 worth of fab worth that he, he, he got it for a very, very cheap price. Could be a nice little um, Tuesday Tuesday morning. Is that when they're playing? No. Oh, yeah. I've got the same as you, Steve. Yeah. Um, the, the Monday night game or the Tuesday game for us. Um, so what's it going to be? Keenan Allen and Hunter Henry for Camo versus the two running backs of the Saints, Kamara and Murray. So if this one's close, um, it could be in for some fireworks. Even if it's not close, it's... You could yeah, have Kamara. like the players for either of those teams. You could any little like um, Allen and Kamara could score fifty each. Like it's yeah, yeah, be worth tuning into uh, Ocho League members. I reckon if well, it's hard because Murray, so like it's unlikely that Kamara and Murray both go off, but um, I reckon I reckon Havers could easily make up. 20 in that game on yeah. Camo. It could equally go the other way very easily as well. It'd be interesting to see if he starts Russell Gage with no Julio potentially as well instead of uh, Latavius Murray. Or a TY. I wouldn't be putting TY anywhere near my lineup if I could help it. TY is starting to, oh, yeah. I don't know how he's projected for 13 points. He hasn't looked like it all year. Maybe for the rest of the season. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I yeah, tend to agree with you. Um, all right, well, that was, that was our last one for the week. Um, before we sign off, just in a very neat 30-minute session, um, just say any final comments for you boys? What's the, what, what's, let me ask, what's your game of the week for each of you? Apart from uh, your own. Well, I, I think you're going to both answer what I'm about to say, so I won't say it all. I enjoy watching Woodsy's team go around, so I'll say the Kamish v Woodsy's a spicy little one. I like it. And I've got to go with Keeney versus yeah. Yeah. You, you try I, and break a pass. You've got to tune in to that yeah. game. Oh. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's the it's it's the old curse cup that I'm looking forward to as well. Um, <laughs> the the only thing I will say is if if Fitzy's looking pretty good in that one kind of Premier League style, all eyes will turn over across the grounds to Kelsey Clinton versus Larry's dump truck to see whether Ben's going to be the only 0-5 team. Because <laughs> um, I'm betting if no team's ever made it from 0-4, definitely no team's ever made it. <laughs> so, um, I'll tell you what. Yeah, it's a good start. I'll tell <laughs> you what. I, I, might, I might actually turn my phone off all of Monday. <laughs> I'm, I'm, there's a chance that's just – it's not it's either going on flight mode <laughs> – or I turn it off. I am nervous 
I'm so nervous. <laughs> I'll tell you, just to finish this with a bit of a business idea, because that's obviously what we always do on this podcast. Um, I've been thinking for a couple of years about this. So back when I was living in London, the challenge was the game starts at like 6 p.m. on a Sunday night. And it's not, not a great time to just start watching. Like you want to just be able to watch on a little bit of delay because, um, you know, you're out for dinner or you're doing stuff or whatever. And I thought, how good would it be if there was some sort of app that synced up your like NFL app with the timing of your game pass? So mm-hmm. you could basically like press play and it would start doing like a live feed of the scores updating so that you could delay and you could watch it in your own time. So you could watch Game Pass and the scores, but you know, at any time you want, not having to start it at 4 a.m. And so, you get alert and you get alerts at the right time based yeah, on Yeah, well, even because like I don't even need the alerts. Like I'm happy just to watch Game Pass and let Game Pass be telling me the scores, but the scores have to be updated in the app. Yeah. You know, at the same time as, as kind of Game Pass playing. So it's like a, you know, you just press play on both of them at the same time and off they go. So if anyone's got any seed money, um, I'm, I'm raising capital for this this fantastic app. It would make your whatever time you want it to be a very entertaining experience. And all you got to do is flight mode for the duration of the games and watch in the comfort of your own lounge room at your own time. All right. Um, <laughs> anything else before we wrap up, boys? No, that's all for me. I uh, just keep keep the mailbags coming in too. We like answering questions on the uh, on the podcast, so keep them coming in. No dead drops this week, many. Um, no. Actually, <laughs> before we, we before we finish up, I do have one question for the commish, and that is if by some mere miracle I manage to get over Fitzy this week, what is in store for us next week? Uh, I as we will. I've been searching for an item I need to buy. I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I don't want to give anything away, but look, it got something. Yeah. It, it, it's going to be pretty good. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe the really punters should be barracking for me then this week. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. But no, I'm sure even if I break this curse, I'm sure there'll be another curse. Like the way Ben's going, I'm going to have to break a curse on him as well. <laughs> I don't know. I'll tell you what, there's something going on in that house. First, it's talking about potential waiver bids and then it's talking about trade talks and draft tactics and now it's holding seances and chanting around a cauldron. Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro. Oh, dear. All right. Thanks, boys. See you next Uh, week. See you next week, boys. (laughs) Hunter Renfro.
Hunter Renfro 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 Hunter Renfro